I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And hello there, Hawkeye fans. We are back with another Hawkeye Nation Prospect podcast. Uh, we're uh, getting towards the end of April, and uh, we're still um, working our way through a difficult time in our, our country. But uh, as we've said before, we like to give you guys a little bit of a uh, escape from the everyday, and uh, we've gotten a lot of good feedback on these prospect podcasts. You get to know the Iowa commitments a little bit, guys that are be on campus soon and be part of your program. And today we are very happy to be joined by offensive lineman Tyler Ellsbury. How are you doing today, Tyler? Good. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for joining us on this. And uh, how are th- I guess I like to open these things, just kind of let, you know, getting to, to see what you're up to now during this pandemic, during the quarantine, kind of uh, let the people know kind of what your day's like. Um, I've been pretty busy, actually. My brother just bought a house across town here, so we've been helping him move into his new house and stuff, so that's been pretty busy. And then other than that, I've just been trying to stay active, you know, lifting with what weights I have at my house and playing basketball out at a local park by myself and just doing what I can to not be lazy around <laughs> the house. How uh, how do you feel like you've been able to kind of um... – to, to stay in shape and, and to get yourself ready for whenever you do get called to Iowa? I feel like I've been doing pretty good at it. You know, I've been trying to eat healthy and stuff while we're inside. It's getting a little harder because my dad likes to buy cookies and stuff like that. So those are always laying around. But uh, I feel like I'm doing pretty good at staying in shape. You know, I go run here and there every every couple of days and stuff, do some sprints so that way I'm not so out of shape and just – trying to be as active as possible so that I'm, I'm ready to go. We got a chance to, to talk to Coach Doyle, as I, I told you in text message, and he was talking about, you know, how he's been able to kind of design different programs for each, you know, each athlete and what they have for resource-wise. What, what, do you have a decent, you know, decent amount of resources in terms of being able to lift and work out at your house? Yeah, I do. I have a bench and, uh, and a squat rack, so I've been doing been able to do pretty much everything that I that I need to do so no that's great so yeah so that's good to, to get how's uh how have you found um finishing up your your last year 
scholastically, academically? Uh, what, what's kind of the setup for you guys in Illinois in terms of how you guys are learning and how have you found learning remotely? Well, we're, we're pretty, uh, uh, I don't know how to put this. We're pretty, uh, I guess, uh, I don't want to say privilege, but we have we all have our own laptops, so it's pretty pretty easy for us to do online learning at our school. You know, we're, we're a smaller school, so less kids are able to do stuff like that. So we've been uh, using Google Classrooms with our teachers and stuff, but it's been going pretty good. A lot of teachers are just doing like presentation powerpoints and stuff, not trying to you know pack on all the work because they know how it like they're learning too. So it's very different for everyone, but. The hardest class for me was math. It's hard to learn math over over a laptop. <laughs> and man, it's hard for me to learn math at all. That's why I went into <laughs> journalism and went into English. Man, I was terrible at math. And my, thankfully, our son—he's a freshman in high school. He's he's a whiz at math. I think he got that from his mother because he certainly didn't get that <laughs> from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and I, I'd be remiss to to not mention to the listeners that you're from Byron, Illinois, and uh, I'm sure Hawkeye fans will remember um, Sean Considine, who's from your high school, and and, and he coaches on their, on your high school staff? Yep, he's our, he's our defensive coordinator. Yep. So that's cool. So um, what's it like getting to know him and, and having that connection to Iowa with him? Uh, it's pretty cool, you know. He's, he was really close with my dad. My dad used to be the head coach at our high school before. Jeff Boyer, who is now, so I've I've known him for a long time. Ever since you know I kind of moved here, he's always kind of been the guy that my dad likes to talk to and stuff. So we're pretty close with him. Uh, it's neat having him on the on the staff, you know, just because he knows so much about everything, knows what it takes to you know win. Obviously, he's made it to the top level, won a Super Bowl up there. So it was really neat to have him on staff for my four years of high school. Just all the experience that he's been through and stuff that he could pass down to me, you know. Just with Iowa, he's been the four years he went on his walk on, just the difference it was. And so it was awesome to have him around. And knowing Sean, I know he probably didn't, you know, directly steer you to Iowa. He wanted what was best for you and, and probably, you know, wanted you to take a look at everything, the big picture. Um, what type of guidance did he give you in that regard? And what did he tell you about Iowa to, just to kind of give you a picture of what it was like there? Well, I, he kind of stayed out of it for the most part, to be honest. You know, really? And he kind of uh, understood that it was going to be my decision, and that it wasn't it wasn't going to be about what he wanted. It was going to be more about what I wanted. I mean, obviously, he checked in every now and then and is asking questions about you know how I'm feeling about Iowa and all these other schools and stuff. But for the most part, he tried to stay clear. So it was mainly my decision that I chose Iowa instead of him trying to persuade me. So I really appreciated that from him that he was giving me my distance to make my own choice and it worked out for the best. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's just kind of stick, stick with that kind of theme right now. And then we'll, we'll jump back to, to, uh, you know, your earlier days in, in athletics and sports, but what was the recruiting process like for you? I mean, you were, you kind of were kind of on the rise, you, Illinois, Indiana, Missouri jumped in there with you, other schools, um, you had you had plenty of options. Um, what what was the recruiting process like for you, and what ultimately led you to Iowa? Do you think? Um, it was fun in the beginning. You know, it was it was cool that you got to go out and see all these new facilities that people were building, and just meet all these great people that just had all the experience in the world about football, and that I was just 
pretty anxious to like learn more about these guys. So it was pretty neat for me. You know, my brother played a big part in my recruiting. He kind of was my chauffeur. He drove me a lot of the places. So I got to go out and visit a ton of places and drove me to a lot of camps. But the the recruiting process, I got really busy when uh, like junior spring, you know, because that's kind of the time that people schools are trying to get commitments for the summer and stuff like that so when junior spring hit that was kind of the bulk of my recruiting and just throughout that whole time Iowa just felt like home to me you know my family lives in Cedar Rapids which is like 20 minutes away from Iowa City so I know plenty about Iowa my dad grew up in Lamont so it just kind of I just kind of gravitated gravitated towards Iowa it was just when I got there all the coaches were very honest with me and I really appreciated that they told it how it was you know, they didn't try and tell me that I was going to come in and start. They told me that I was going to come in and I was going to have to work hard over the summer. And then after that, they were going to analyze where I was. So I really appreciated that from them. And I think that was kind of the big swing that, you know, I knew that they were going to be honest with me and they were going to do what's best for the team, not necessarily me. And I wanted to go in there and be a part of that. Nice. I guess I didn't know that your dad was from Lamont. Um, yep. That's kind of a neat connection to the state of Iowa. Do you have relatives that still live in Iowa? Uh, yeah, my, my dad's sister lives in Cedar Rapids, oh, so wow. uh, go out and visit them all the time, and then my grandparents still live in Lamont, so it was, yep. So that's cool, so that's, uh, you have some history there as well. Um, what other schools, Tyler, did you look at closely that you liked? Um, obviously, Iowa was the one that you ultimately picked, but did you feel like, uh, you, did, uh, you, like, like I said, you had some really great options. West Virginia, Syracuse, among the schools I hadn't mentioned yet, but some really good options. With, you know, there's just a bunch of good programs. Yeah, I really look closely at Purdue. You know, it's about the same distance away from Iowa as it is to my hometown. So I thought that was very convenient. Just the campus there I looked at, it was, it was good. Purdue was definitely another top choice. And then Syracuse was also my other top choice, I'd say. It was those two kind of pushed hard for me and just showed me a lot of appreciation and just they were both also honest with me and just how like I was going to come in and they were going to try and you know give me as much information and as much leeway as I can to be successful and so those two programs were the other two that were probably really close to for me to committing to. I know you kind of spoke to this a little bit but how much does Iowa's history at your position um how much of an attraction is that? I, I like. I always wonder with guys that play the offensive line because people ask me, Tyler. They're like, "If you're playing offensive line, why the heck wouldn't you go to Iowa with the, you know, what they do there?" I mean, that's got to be. And when you look at the guys that they've produced and just, you know, from, and I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but you know, from the head yeah. man down, there's offensive line people all over that program. Oh, yeah. It's always in the back of my mind, like, obviously, when you're going through recruiting, just the rich history they have. But then my dad always kind of told me that, you know, if you go there, you got to you gotta make sure that if you weren't playing sports, would you still want to be there? Yeah. So that's kind of the route I took to, you know, finding the right school for me. And that's kind of why my recruiting process probably took a little longer because that's how I viewed it was if I wasn't going to be able to play football, would I still want to be able to go to school here? So it was obviously it was always in the back of my mind, like if I come here, I have a high chance of, you know, if I do well, perform at the highest level I can, that I have a high chance of going on to the next level. But I kind of made my decision based off of, you know, if I wasn't able to play football, that would I still probably enjoy going to school here. So 
that's uh, smart advice from your dad without, without question. Um, when you look at Iowa from a non-football standpoint, um, you know, what, what I, I don't think I've ever asked you this. What, what are you looking to study? Uh, what are you going to major in when you get to college? And uh, when you look at Iowa as a university, what, what's attractive about it? Um, I haven't firmly set a major, but I think I'm pretty much leaning towards business as a major, and then I'm either going to minor in, like, secondary education, or I'm going to double major. So, that's about where I'm at right now with that, and then just the campus, it was really, Iowa's campus is so neat, being right next to downtown, or, you know, like other schools, that you're going to have to drive out off campus to get to downtown in, like, 20 minutes, you know. I thought that was really cool, so that way you didn't have to travel very far to do anything. Obviously, everything being split with the river, the river makes the scenery very beautiful to see. You know, it's awesome attraction. The football stadium is right across from the dorms. Just all these things that factored into being like it, it was like the perfect fit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've lived here since 1997, so I can relate. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, in talking to Coach P and, and uh, you know, the, the other coaches on the staff, what kind of was their vision for you that you liked when, when they said, okay, this is how they, we see you fitting in our program? What, what kind of sold you on that? Well, they told me that, like, I'm like six five and a half, almost six six. So they looked at me and they, they were kind of like, well, you're like the height where you're not quite the height of a tackle to play. And then you're kind of a little bit taller guard, but they kind of told me that I could play anywhere on the line. So when they told me that, I figured, well, that gives me five five, five spots that I can try and beat out and you know play. So sure. that kind of, that kind of sold me a little bit, knowing that wow, if I if they envision me playing every spot on the line, that gives me a pretty high chance of uh, seeing the field. So they kind of sold me on that, and then just them being honest with me, you know, they came and watched me wrestle a few times over the winter practice and stuff and just talking to me about you know what they see when I get there like what coach Doyle wants to do with me with my weight wise and stuff and try and bulk me up and everything and they're just like the honesty that they had towards what they wanted to do with me was just like outstanding that I couldn't imagine anyone else being that honest with me as a coach so that's kind of what drew me was there they were just telling me how it was and not trying to you know be worried about if I was going to sway away from that or I was committed so I think there's some genuineness to that isn't there Tyler that you when coaches tell you you can kind of tell if coaches are telling you what they you know what, what's what it's going to be like or what you want to hear absolutely they're they're so down to earth I mean that's what my dad was kind of not he wasn't necessarily surprised but he was just so impressed by the first time that we went and met coach Ferentz that you know he was just like talking to another guy on the street just he was so nice so like he's so family oriented just everything and my dad was really impressed by how that they always surround everything around family so that's kind of also another thing that caught my eye was that they're just so family oriented because that's what my high school kind of bases everything around for sure and you mentioned the wrestling you you've got a you know you're a well-rounded athlete um kind of skipping back to when you first started to get into sports your dad's a coach so obviously I'm, I'm sure that's where some of the interest started but uh uh what, what were the early days for you like you know when you were a little guy in getting into sports I, I would think that you were probably always one of the bigger kids oh yeah I was always one of the bigger kids I was actually funny thing is my first grade year I was actually taller than my first grade teacher so 
Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. Yep. How so, tall were you? Was she really short? Uh, I was five, five, four, something like that. In first was, grade? Yeah, I was really tall. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. So, <laughs> so I would imagine, be, you know, with being, you know, one of the bigger kids and, and being that tall, um, that, you know, kind of lent itself to you being good at sports right away? Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. You know, it obviously helps being physically gifted, being always bigger and taller, you know, but. So what were the early, I mean, when did you first remember being in organized sports, whether, you know, whether it be basketball, football, baseball, whatever, what, what did you do early on? What were the first sports that you got involved in from a, from an organized standpoint? Well, I probably started wrestling around when I was five or six for, for a club when I lived in Winnebago, which is just 15 minutes away from Myron. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably the first, first organized sports thing that, I was involved in and then I went on to playing like baseball, you know, hitting off the tee and stuff like that. And then I, I really didn't start playing football till uh, third grade, probably, and it was only flag football. So, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And when were you, I guess, when did you um, really have, a, you know, find a love for foot was it right away for football were you more a wrestling guy I mean when when did football I guess become a sport that or, or did you love them all did you like the, the variety I loved the variety when I was younger I was kind of a you know if it was fall I was all about football but once winter hit you know football was kind of in the past and it was wrestling season or I was playing basketball and stuff I played a lot of basketball when I was younger too so it was. I was like a seasonal, seasonal athlete. <laughs> whatever, whatever season I was in, that was the sport I was really focused on and I was enjoying. So I was. I loved all athletics growing up, and I'm glad that I played a lot of sports growing up. Yeah, there's. I really in Iowa, and you, as you know, is a school that really likes guys that have played multiple sports, um, wrestling or basketball. They've done well with either. Uh, especially on the offensive line. It's funny that, uh, you know, wrestlers do really well on the offensive line, but so have basketball players. You know, Larry Jackson, yep. Larry Jackson was a basketball player. Tristan Wirfs was a, was a wrestler. So, you know, it's – what is it about those multiple sports and how have those various sports helped you become a better football player? Hold on, Dustin. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> okay, you're good. Uh, just the variety of skills that you have to have, you know, with wrestling, you got to be kind of smart, mentally tough. Just the mental aspect of wrestling is what really gives people an edge and obviously using leverage and being quick and, you know, smart about what you're going to do. And football is more speed and, uh, physicality stuff. So, you know, just, I think just the variety of skill sets that you have to have to be able to be a successful 
three, four sport athlete is just incredible. And not a lot of kids can, you know, say that they were successful in three sports throughout high school. And if you can say that, you're pretty top tier, I think. Yeah, I would agree. And, and track and field is your, that's your, your third love? I I actually play baseball. I've always, oh really? See, I see that goes me trying to pigeonhole people and be stereotyped. You look like a tracker. I, I was I loved baseball growing up too. I was kind of, I mean, my mom and dad. My dad was kind of a track guy, but my mom and my grandpa were pretty pretty heavy into baseball. So I I always gravitated towards playing that. What positions did you play in baseball? And, and uh, you know what. Uh, what was it about baseball that kind of – because it's an interesting mix. Tristan played uh, – we talked about Tristan Wirfs. He, he was a baseball yep. player as well. And so was Tyler Linderbaum for that matter. Yep. Uh, I was I played pitcher at first base. And I when I was growing up, I caught a little bit up until probably when I was in like sixth grade. I probably stopped doing that just because I was way bigger <laughs> than what <laughs> after should be. <laughs> but those, those are about the main positions I played. And – I kind of just grabbed toward, towards baseball just because, you know, it was still really competitive and everything with the – and it was – but it was a lot less, uh, you know, up-tempo, I guess. I got to finally, like, relax and stuff. I got to lift in the off-season with baseball. Not as not as much time being committed to that sport as the other, other two that I was playing. So, I think I was grabbed toward that. And all my friends played baseball here. So, you know, it would have been kind of – boring for me to go do track and when all my buddies were playing baseball and we would kind of be able to hang out so I think that's also a main reason I played baseball yeah that makes a lot of sense um at what point Tyler did you feel like I, I know you know we all dream of, of playing college sports but was there a point in time in high school where you were like this is this is a possibility you know I can I'm I'm, I'm positioning myself to be able to play at the next level um, I think it kind of hit me my like eighth grade summer going into freshman year before like that summer lifting because um, it like our lifting program kind of just changed a little bit. So freshmen were only going two days a week and everyone else was going four. And my brother was the strength, like ran the strength program for us this summer. So I went in with the sophomores and so by doing that, I think that I realized, you know, I was kind of above what a freshman should be physically, like strength-wise and athletically. And then once I realized that, you know, I was keeping up with some of the varsity guys as a freshman, that I thought that I could kind of step it up a tier and maybe go on to play college. So, um, did you did you play as a freshman? Did you play on the varsity as a freshman? Uh. I did not until playoffs hit. I dressed during playoffs and got to play a little bit then, but I was behind a really good tackle that played for Byron too my freshman year. Okay. Um, what was that jump like for you going from, you know, like junior high to that freshman year where you got finally saw some action on varsity as a freshman to then I assume going into your sophomore year being a starter? Yep. Um, my I think the biggest jump was probably – eighth grade to freshman year just because junior tackle is a lot less uh you know lat you get a lot more free time and stuff and that it was a lot more uh you know fun oriented everyone plays kind of thing sure. so i think that was a, the biggest jump for me to go on 
to being up and then just all the coaching that I got from my eighth grade to freshman year because that they knew that I was going to be a great player if they could really mold me that first year I was in high school. So. And what was the progression like for you just from like a technical standpoint of, of an offensive lineman? It's one thing to, to be a big guy or be one of the biggest guys or the biggest guy, but just learning the position and, and um, you know, who kind of helped you with that? And, and what was that progression like? So when freshman year came, that was when I first started learning a lot of the technique stuff. I mean, they kind of taught it throughout junior tackle here and there, but you know, you can't get too strict with that stuff because you know, otherwise you're going to suck the fun out of the game a little bit, I guess, for kids. But So my freshman year was when I really started uh, learning all the technique stuff. And I kind of learned it pretty pretty fast, started getting it down really well. And uh, we saw when playoffs hit, I dressed. And right away, Coach Boyer was the head coach. And he kind of called me over and put me with the varsity guys right away because – when all the all the sophomores get pulled up here when we make playoffs, so there was like the sophomore lines and the like the varsity lines. So right away he pulled me over into the varsity lines and started coaching me really hard. And I remember specifically one day we had a we had an indoor practice because we have a nice facility. It was raining out, and you know I I didn't like perform very well on a block my freshman year or whatever. And, you know, he just started screaming at me about, you know, how, what I was doing wrong and the aiming points and everything like that. And so then told me, you know, do it again. And then the next play, I put the kid right on his butt because I did everything right. You know, So I think then was kind of when I started to realize that, wow, if I do all these mechanical things right and I'm starting to learn these really well, that I'm going to be very successful. Playing at a smaller school, I'm sure you physically were could, could kind of impose your will on on a lot of the uh, of your opponents. Did you did you have to kind of get into a mindset of of staying with your technique and not just relying on your size? Um, my when I got to my sophomore year, our line averaged like two seventy. I want to say wow. So I had a lot of really good competition during practice where I had to use good technique. So I. I don't think I really had to until probably this year when I was focusing on everything for next year, all that stuff. So that really helped me in my sophomore year going against a lot of bigger guys in practice that really made me focus just on my technique. What's Are you guys the smallest uh, class of schools? No. we're There's eight classes in Illinois, and we're 3A, which is a, the like the third from smallest. Okay. What what's the competition like? I mean, I'm obviously football in uh, the state of Illinois is pretty good, pretty solid. Um, what 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 was the competition like for you, and, and how do you think it prepared you for the next level? Our kind of, our football conference was is pretty good. You know, we have a few good teams, and so I think that really helped. Our crosstown rivals are really good. They've won like five state championships and over the past ten years or fifteen years or so. So, you know, the competition over here is really well. You get some really close games going during the during the season, but it doesn't really, you know, step up a level until probably playoffs. Once we get playoffs, is really when the competition rises, like, exponentially. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, actually, my sophomore year we played, and I see Catholic, who is their, like, they went for their 3 P. A couple of years ago, they won three state titles in a row, and 
you know, that was that was kind of the first game I'd say where that I like really really struggled to perform well just because uh, they were they had some O linemen and D linemen that were really really good and and it was the conditions weren't great but I was kind of the sophomore on the group and not as experienced as those guys so I was I was really struggling to perform well during that game. So um, you committed relative what last March I guess to Iowa so it's been over a year now since you've been committed to Iowa. Um, what when you did commit um obviously you guys have put a really good class together how much you try to get involved i guess even on social media just trying to to make sure that the class that you were coming in with was strong and try to you know kind of share with other prospects and other recruits what you know what you saw in iowa and why you thought it would be a good place for them to go um so after i committed i kind of got in touch with coach paul just to see you know, who they were kind of looking at and guys and stuff. And, and, you know, as soon as he told me, I went out I went out and started texting guys, you know, trying to get them to come just because I knew that if we could get a really special group coming in, a group that not necessarily has all the talent in the world, but that's going to work really hard all, th- all through four years or five years or however long they're going to stay, that we're, we're going to be pretty successful. So I think that was a big thing in me. And so I was texting a lot of guys over, over the summer and into this into this spring. Who are some of the guys you met, reached out to the most? Um, I'd say, like, I reached out to Isaiah Bruce a lot. You know, he was kind of – they live pretty close to us, you know, 40 minutes away or so. So I texted him a lot about his process and stuff. And then uh, Andrew Wilson was a tight end from Newman that I talked to a ton about, you know, his choices or where he was going to go and trying to pretty much talk to him about, you know, why he should pick Iowa. So those are just a few guys. But I talked – I was just kind of pretty widespread talking to guys, trying to get them to commit. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the connection like with this class, Tyler, with the 2020 Iowa class? What kind of, you know, bond do you feel like you guys have? And, and uh, how might that help you guys when you get to campus? I think we have, we're all really close. You know, we all have one big group chat that everyone just talks in. You know, guys still kind of get together and work out, you know, if they live close enough together. So I think we're a pretty tight-knit group, and I think that's going to help us a lot down the road. What are the – you know, what's the what's the interaction like on the group text? Is it just kind of, see, you know, checking in on each other, making sure everybody's getting themselves ready for college? What, what's the uh, – what are the interactions like? Yeah, I mean, every every now and then guys are putting in, you know, pictures of them lifting and stuff like that, just saying, like, yo, did you guys get all your work in today and stuff, you know, just trying to hold everyone accountable and, and then it varies from just, you know, joking around or trying to hop on, like, Xbox together to play games while we're in this quarantine, you know, just trying to do stuff together where, so that way when we come in in the summer or whenever we're allowed to, that we're not all just strangers. What's it – I mean, what's that – what's it kind of like not knowing when you're going to be able to get to Iowa? Is it is it unsettling? Is it – I mean, how do you handle that and just kind of – keep doing what you need to do that for when you do get there it's a little unsettling just to be unsure you know I've waited so long for this process to just kind of kick start into actually being able to learn a lot of stuff but it just kind of pushes me to know that I got to work so much harder right now in this quarantine so that way when we are able to get there I'm bounds ahead of what other guys will be from other schools you know so it's just it's a little unsettling just because of the uncertainty of when I'll be able to start learning plays 
And it's got to be a bummer too to to just not being able to finish your your senior year, um, you know, and go through graduation and things like that. How have you kind of, uh, I guess, processed that? I mean, to to not be, you know, not let stuff like that bring you down when when you're kind of just, you know, it's the kind of everybody's kind of facing uh, having to give things up these days. Uh, it stinks, you know, not being able to finish this stuff out. I mean, you'd never picture that, you know, we were going into spring break thinking we were coming back and then all of a sudden, you know, you never think that it'd prolong this, this, this long. So, but it it is what it is. You know, you gotta, you gotta look on the bright side. There's nothing that we can do to change it here. So it's just kind of how I've been looking at it is it's, it's for the best of the whole population. So I gotta, I just gotta follow the rules and you know, it is how it is. Yeah, it's a good outlook. Yeah, and I guess adversity makes us stronger, right? Yep. Um, just some some away from sports things. You talked about the Xbox. Are you a video gamer? Uh, not really. I just got an Xbox, you know, this past Christmas. Otherwise, I've never really been into gaming. You know, a lot of my friends do and stuff, but I've never never been a strong gamer. So, what do you, what do you play now? Um, I play a lot of Call of Duty. You know. With my buddies, just, just that's what they play. But I mean, if I'm not playing with my friends, I just play Madden. <laughs> I don't play. So, what do you like to be on Madden? Um, I actually like to, I like to do like the my player stuff, and I create like wide receivers and stuff like that. So that way, I'm not like playing the quarterback all the time. So, but if I had to pick a team, I like to be the Browns, just because you know when you're in a franchise they have a lot of cap space and then they're still pretty good so <laughs> I feel you I feel you um what other interests do you have Tyler away from uh the field or or the mat or uh athletics what kind of do you do to to maybe unwind or relax uh, I like to go fishing you know my buddy has a pond just about 30 minutes away on his farm so I like to go fishing there my dad has a friend that has a pond so you know fishing's kind of the thing that I go to to get away it's either that or, you know, it's me and my brothers playing spike ball in the front yard or something like that, just or hitting golf balls out at the driving range, stuff like that. That doesn't necessarily take a lot of stress. Just you get to have fun doing it. Cool. Um, what do you like to fish for? Bass. Yeah. Unless I'm unless we go we go ice fishing every winter. So when we go up there where we try and catch a lot of walleye and stuff. Where do you go? Up to Minnesota? Uh, we go to Iron River, Michigan. So. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. How about uh, how about TV movie likes, uh, music likes, things like that? What are you into in those uh, in those genres? I'm a I'm a big country fan for music, just because it can be relaxing and it can be like upbeat. Sure. So country is kind of my music type that I like to listen to, and movies. I'm a sports movies guy, but you know, comedy sports. So my brothers and I always watch like Waterboy and uh, <laughs> cool. Happy Gilmore and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Those are probably my my go to movies. And um, I'm not really I'm not really into any TV shows. Besides, I just started watching Outer Banks on on Netflix. So that's about the only TV show I really watch. I flipped through that a few times, or I looked at it. How is that? It's it's all right. I mean, it's just it's about kids hunting a treasure on an island and stuff. Just it's all right. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big. I don't really pay attention that much. So yes, I'm not a big TV show guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Tyler, that's, uh, that's some good stuff, man. I, I appreciate you doing this for us. And I know the Hawkeye fans will enjoy getting to know you a little bit for, for when you get to, to campus. So thanks for doing this with us. And uh, be safe out there, okay? We look forward to seeing you when you get to Iowa. Of course. Thank you for having me. And I appreciate everybody out there listening to us. And uh, check back. We will have another prospect podcast next week. Um, and uh, I'm not sure who we'll have, but we'll try to run somebody down. And uh, we have podcasts on the feed throughout the week as well. So check back with us when you can. Thank you.